If someone close to you has died, it's a heartbreaking experience. And from my heart to yours, I, I send compassion. And also today's guest, Gloria Grace Rand, will reveal how sometimes the loss of a loved one can initiate a journey of self-discovery and spiritual awakening that can lead to a real understanding about the importance of living, loving, and engaging with life. Join us to find out more. Soul Nectar Show The Soul Nectar Show You're invited, delighted To discover who you are Anything is possible if you believe So join us on this beautiful journey Soul Nectar Show Soul Nectar Show Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is bigger than us, to the big mystery beyond the veil and to those synchronistic moments that lead us closer to the remembrance of who we are in truth and what we're doing here in this playground called Earth. And I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird. I love to introduce you to new ideas, new concepts, realizations, and have conversations that provoke a remembrance of some kind of your own. And to help let you know, you know, you're not alone. Uh, we're all here together and the details are different, but the story is very similar for many of us in the waking up process. And uh, so today, I welcome uh, Gloria Grace Rand with us today. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you for having me, Carrie. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Yes, me too. So Gloria is known as the insightful copywriter. She shares messages from the heart as a number one best-selling author, a host of Live, Love, Engage podcast, and she's an intuitive business coach. An acclaimed internet marketing expert for over a decade, Gloria shows service-based entrepreneurs how to gain clarity, confidence, and connection to your divine nature so you can create a business with more impact, influence, and income. And her first book was called Live, Love, Engage, How to Stop Doubting Yourself and Start Being Yourself, which details her journey of self-discovery and spiritual awakening that began when her sister was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And as Gloria struggled to run her business while grieving her sister's death, she began implementing four divinely inspired steps that allowed her to let go of the past and finally live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. And of course, you know, we're in, we're in this strange um, time on earth where many people are losing loved ones and uh, a lot of souls are choosing to depart the earthly plane. And so we are, many of us, confronted with the loss of, of people we really care about. And so, Gloria, you know, tell us more about your journey of becoming uh, who you are today and publishing your book and all the beautiful wisdom that you share in your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting bumpy road, um, as I think we all uh, sort of travail upon, I guess, in, in life. That's what life is all about, isn't it? It's uh, challenges and, and obstacles and then uh, overcoming them. And I've certainly had my share. Um, I've been, yeah, this this interesting road. My, my background actually was in television. I used to be a writer and a producer for the Nightly Business Report when it was on uh, 
public television, so it's going back a while. Um, but for the last uh, 10 plus years, as, as you mentioned, I've been running my own business because I had, uh, well, I actually, during the last recession back in 2008, I lost my job as so many did and with uh, NBR. So I had to reinvent myself. And uh, so one of the things I did was learn how to do copywriting and to uh, learn how to be able to help business owners with their uh, online presence in particular. Uh, I decided that I really liked that in particular. Um, I liked how it, it was, uh, I could use sort of both sides of my brain. I had to be analytical and figuring out what were the right words that would go on a website. And then I could be creative and actually writing them in an interesting way <laughs> so that it wouldn't actually get people to take action rather than, uh, you know, run away going, ah, it's yuck. I don't want to look at that. Um, and so I've been, I've been doing that. And along the way, and, and even in, I guess, even I think early on when I first started my business, I, um, I got into meditation as a practice, and um, which really proved to be um, so beneficial to me when my sister was diagnosed with cancer, because um, it, it helped me to stay grounded and to be present for her um, as she was going through that journey. And it was, it was, it was, not easy for certainly not easy for her, but even for me, you know, I don't know any people out there who are listening have been ever been caregivers. Um, it's it's not an easy task, and made even more complicated by the fact that she lived in Arizona, I lived in Florida, so I had to kind of keep flying out there and to be with her during chemo treatments, and how the book came about was two months actually before she transitioned, I was meditating as normal. And I had this idea came into my head that said, you should write a book about love. And I'm like, huh, uh, I do marketing. What do you mean write a book about love? That's That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and yet something inside me, I guess, just trusted the process anyway and said, okay, I, so I, when I finished meditating, I opened up a Word doc on my computer and just started like noodling around about it. And it was like, oh, love is an acronym. Oh, that's interesting. So it stood for um, the L is let go and let God. The O was open your heart to receive. And the V was value your uniqueness. And the E was embrace your divinity. And I was like, wow, this is uh, pretty cool stuff. I'm not exactly sure what all this means yet, but it was pretty cool. And then of course, life got in the way and I had to actually rush out to Arizona because my sister was not doing well. We almost lost her in October instead of two months later. And um, so it took me a few years uh, to kind of revisit this idea and as so often, so the reason I had to write a book about love was because I had to learn how to love myself because I hadn't been job of that. And that's really, even in this last year of COVID 2020, it was like, I really said, okay, I'm going to get serious about getting this book done. And so I did. And, and I still was learning even, even last year going through some of these processes and just um, like the value your uniqueness part was the section of the book. I had the least amount of content and I was like, Hmm, 
as I was going through my notes and realizing that, I was like, oh, I guess we still have some work to do in this area, don't we? Hmm, okay. So um, that's sort of the long and the short of <laughs> where all that came from, but I'm uh, so much better now than I've been before. And yet, as always, every day is a new day <laughs> where I may still kind of slip up and have to say, okay, how do I wanna to be today? How do I want to react to this circumstance? And now I can choose and, um, and still feel the feelings. And then, but ultimately um, I'm coming out on the better side of things, I guess you could say, <laughs> than I did before. Oh, I, I can still relate to um, your story of getting the prompt to write the book and, and to uh, not knowing exactly what you were gonna be writing about or that you were also learning as you were writing it. And I, I have had a similar experience with two of my books. Mm -hmm. And what I love is that um, it's it's a process and that what, even once the book is written, it's kind of like um, the opportunity to deepen into the wisdom itself, right? And to be the, to be the emissary of that message is to actually um, embody that message in your own life and in your own beingness. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and that's ultimately what I want to be able to do now. It was like last year I was I was sort of stuck in my business. I still I still enjoy copywriting, but I also felt like I wanted to do something more, but I wasn't quite sure of what it was and at the same time I'm like, you know what? I just need to get the book done. I feel like that everything stems from the book. And in fact, I was actually working with a course who with with a with a coach who said, "Yeah, get the book done. Go just just focus on the book." And it's like now I can see that, okay, now that I've got the book done, it's like, there's a, there's a process there that I can not only continue to apply my own life, but now I can help others as well through maybe a course or doing a workshop and uh, coaching, maybe a group coaching program. So those are the things I'm gonna start tackling next <laughs> and starting to put together some ideas on that front. So the, it's really um, powerful that you that you got the message while your sister was in the throes of um, passing mm -hmm. out of this existence and that it, it seems like it opened your heart to look at life in a new way. Is that, is that what happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even going through that journey with her, I mean, we started having, um, you know, conversations about, uh, you know, like what's, you know, what happens after death and, and, you know, and she would, you know, question, you know, what do you really believe, you know, about God and, and all these things. And yeah, it's, it's definitely been this evolving process for me and, and really trying to figure that out. I've, I've been reading, you know, so many different books by so many different spiritual authors and, and just immersing myself in things and trying to, you know, figure out for myself, what, what do I believe? I know I, I, I grew up Catholic, but I was never really, I was never a hardcore Catholic and my mom wasn't either. She was not the best um, role model either <laughs> compared to my mother-in-law who was, she was, she was a very good Catholic. Um, but we would make comments in the back of the, you know, in, in the pew, you know, during the homilies and things like that. So I was never really connected per se to the church. Although I still have 
always believed in God. I always felt close to God in nature in particular. Um, I used to, I was a Girl Scout growing up and I would love to be out, you know, hiking in the woods and, and, and actually to get this book done, another good friend of mine said, um, cause I wasn't really making any progress at home. And she's like, well, where do you like to go? What's, what's like your favorite place? And I'm like, I love going to the beach. And she's like, well, write the book there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm only an hour's drive from the beach. That's not, it's not that far. I could live, you know, a morning there. And so that's what I did. It was like Friday morning as I would drive to uh, the beach and, you know, put up a chair and, and sit down and, and start writing. And, you know, I would, and I would be like, okay, God, what do you want me to say? <laughs> it's like, what, what is this message that I need to do? And just kind of let stuff come through. And sometimes I would just sit and not do anything because nothing was coming through, but that was okay to get through the process. So, you know, being a caregiver, you mentioned that it's very challenging. What are some of the challenges that you face in being a caregiver? And, and what are recommendations that you have for others who might be in that same spot? Uh, I would say is patience being, you know, really being patient with the other person because, um, you know, most of the time it's, it's, my sister was fine, but there were, you know, days, especially, um, you know, right after she would have chemo treatments that, you know, she would be sick and, and not feeling good. And she could be, um, you know, would criticize my cooking and, you know, stuff like that uh, at times. And, you know, and I just had to, you know, kind of just take it in and just, you know, appreciate that, you know, she wasn't feeling well. And, and so I had to be able to do, do that. And, um, is just really, and that's why I say the meditation really helped me a lot because I, I think it did help to keep me grounded so that I could have that patience to be with her. And, and I did, it was, it was amazing. I, mean, I, I learned how to haul a nice little wheelchair around and I could, I could fold it up and pack it in the back of her car so I could take her to the doctor's appointments and take it out again. And I got really proficient at it. Heck, I even had to learn how to drive a stick shift for a little while because that was the car my sister had. Uh, <laughs> and I had never learned how to drive that. I was an automatic person. So that was, a, that was an interesting challenge. Um, luckily, she finally wound up getting a new car with automatic. So <laughs> she took pity on her sister, uh, a friend gave her a good deal um, so that I could drive her more easily to appointments. Um, but it, I, I would say also, um, though, advice is to definitely have some kind of other outlet so that whether it is journaling or meditating or even getting respite. I mean, when she did go into hospice care, um, they did have, they would have someone come and they could, uh, you know, give me a break for the day. So they would stay with her and I could go out and, you know, or even just for a few hours, go to a movie or something and just kind of get, get a little break from the day to day. Cause it is, it's, it's stressful. And, you know, you're seeing someone that you love um, suffer and, and that's hard and you want to put on a brave face for them, but that wears on you. And so you have to take care of yourself. And so I had to um, do some of that. And, and, and we luckily also still had some good times together too. So all in all, um, 
it it was an unfortunate thing, but it did have a lot of now that I can look at it now from a couple of years distance. Um, there were some lot of a lot of good that came out of that, especially in just us being able to bond uh, closer because she was ten years older than me, um, so we really didn't get close until we were adults anyway. Yeah, that's really powerful that you said that. Um, once you had some distance, you were able to see the benefits um, that there was some gold inside of that experience. Um, I think that as initially something like that happens, of course, the resistance to it is pretty big. It's like, oh, this shouldn't be happening or this is undesirable. I don't want this to happen. Mm -hmm. And yet, like years later, you could see how even in that experience, there was a lot of gold that you harvested as a person and in the relationship too itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we we had some good times because once you, you know, had energy and we, we would still be able to go out, we went to show one day and and one um at christmas time we baked uh cookies and we did her the favorite kind and um that she loved to make there there's a kind of a sugar cookie and that you would flatten out and then put pecans on top of it and she um of course, was as big sisters would want to do, would, was telling me that, no, Gloria, you're doing it wrong. You need to flatten them more. And I was like, okay, fine. And then, of course, she was right. They turned out better. I was quite annoyed, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but, it's, but it's like, that's a great memory that I have that I, I take with me now and as something really enjoyable that we had a good laugh about that, um, even in the midst of all the, you know, drama and trauma and stress of dealing with this illness. Yeah, it's, it's so typical that um, some of the inspirations for creating something beautiful and, and soul filled in life have, they, they initiate in these dark times. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that was the case for you with this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I do really believe that it was this absolute gift that God gave me that knew that I needed to have this um, as a way to be able to heal, not only healing the grief of, of losing my sister, but also uh, healing myself. And, and, you know, we, we grew up with an alcoholic dad. And so we had um, slightly different childhoods because of, of, of the age difference, but still a lot of similarities and things. And um, yeah, and that's, it's, you know, growing up in fear is uh, not a good way to be, and it affects <laughs> it affects you. I didn't I didn't really realize so much. I think you know a lot of times I th think we were in denial, maybe, or we just kind of you know just kind of push that to the side and don't and don't think about it. But it was like, oh, yeah, I see now how I reacted to things and how I, um, yeah, just in how I engage with different people, it's like, oh yeah, it's because that is how I grew up and it did have an impact. And now, thankfully I'm an adult and I'm grown up and I don't have to live in fear. I can make different choices. And that's what, um, you know, putting in some of these practices and learning about it and, try and, and trying different things out for myself to see what works um, has made a huge difference in my life. And yeah, that's it's like so much good has come out of out of that, and I'm really grateful. and And gratitude is definitely one of the practices I've I've learned <laughs> over the years to be be grateful um, for you know the trials and and the joys in life. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely a practice that I find to be helpful as well as being grateful, even in the face of things that I think shouldn't be so or things I don't wish to be so. And, mm -hmm. you know, because that's sort of arguing with reality. And so I've learned arguing with reality doesn't work out so well. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your favorite messages that came to you through writing the book? What are some of the more potent messages that you live by today? Oh, I would say definitely um, letting go and letting God, which has encompassed so many different things. And, and I'm still sort of unpacking it and, and realizing it's, it even means different things now than it did originally. Because my, my initial thought of it was it really is, and I think still the most powerful one is letting go of these limiting beliefs that um, really, I think just about everybody has, but especially gets heightened, I think, in people who have suffered some sort of trauma um, in growing up, but letting go of these feelings that you're not enough and that you're, um, you know, not worthy and, and really letting God into my life and, and learning. One of the things I have learned over the last, and it has been really over the last four years since she, since she passed, is learning how to trust my intuition. Um, because I remember so many times in the past where I would, you know, you sort of get that feeling, oh, you know, I should go this way and I, eh, I don't do it. And then I react, I, uh, it turns out badly <laughs> because of that, because I didn't follow my intuition. So now when I get these nudges, I listen. <laughs> and, and that's, I think a good lesson is, is really to start tuning into that. And, um, because your soul knows, uh, you know, your, your spirit, um, your higher self, however you want to refer to it, um, really does know what's best for you. And the more you can lean in and really start listening, uh, wonderful, miraculous things start to happen. And, and, and it's been a real good blessing for me. And, and just even continuing to meditate, I've, I've done different styles of meditation over the years. And um, so no, so it doesn't matter really how you meditate. I think just spending some time in being quiet and, and listening, um, it's, it's amazing what, what happens. In fact, one of the, for me, music has always been a big part of my life. Um, from when I was a little kid, I used to dance and I've always loved to sing. And and over like the last couple of years, especially um, when I would be meditating, um, all of a sudden a song lyric would pop into my head and I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Cause it's like, I haven't heard that song in a long time. I wonder why. And so I started learning that I would Google that song and then read through the lyrics and go, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I see why that, <laughs> thank you for the message. Okay, I appreciate that. And it's, um, so that's like another lesson too, I think, is to pay attention to signs. Um, because I think, again, God, the universe is always um, there to lend a hand. We just have to open our eyes to receive it, you know, and to and, and open your heart and, and to be um, coming from a place of willingness to, to learn and, and to then start, because then you can start honing that discernment and it really also, again, makes a big difference in how you go through life day to day. It feels like also um, some of the things you're saying to me seems like it's applicable to the work you do with people as well, because I just know having 
been an entrepreneur and, and been out here sharing my message and finding ways of communicating it, that, um, that the pathway to getting the words to describe what you do mm-hmm. can be quite windy, kind of like finding signals, like finding synchronistic moments or getting, getting signs or, you know, it's really, it takes a lot of soul involvement to get the right languaging. Is that what you find when you work with people? Uh, yeah. And, and it's something that, well, I would say for one thing, I've always found it easier to work with other people and to be able to pull that information out is trying to do it for myself that I have the time. Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, I do like to, you know, listen, really pay attention, listen to what people are saying and, and how they, how they speak and, um, and, and even before I even got on this journey, I, this, I guess, is, a, you know, a gift that I have and being able to do that because I've had clients, uh, you know, tell me that it was like, oh, you really got my voice. That was like, you know, so good. It sent these emails sound like exactly like it was me writing them. And, um, and so that is a, a, a talent, I guess, that I'm, I'm blessed with and being able to listen to someone and then being able to then translate um, their message in a way that sounds like it's coming from them. Um, but as I said, sometimes doing it for myself, though, that sometimes gets a little harder, especially in this transition I've been in over the last couple of years, trying to figure out how do I still, you know, do I work in SEO with being this spiritual side of myself and do they go together? And um, it's it's been an interesting journey and I'm I think I'm, I'm starting to land on it. I, I came up with this tagline not too long ago, this message is from the heart, because that seemed to apply to everything that I was doing. It can apply to, you know, when I'm working with someone writing their website, it applies when I'm coaching someone. Um, I've even started something else I've started dabbling in is doing is channeling light language. And so that's, that's another way. And, and, Last year, I started writing songs, which I haven't done in like 40 years or 50 years, actually. Um, and so that's another way to share an inspirational message and thing. And, and it all comes from the heart. So, so I'm still sort of working it, trying to figure out how exactly it goes. And if it doesn't go, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> I've sort of decided that that's all right. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I have lots of ways to help. I think that's that's really a cool thing. <laughs> so I don't have to necessarily pigeonhole it, I guess. Yeah, I think that the more we try to figure it out from the egoic perspective or clamp it down, the more it wants to squirt out the sides. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like at some level, you just have to accept um, the process and the unfolding. To me, it's like an unfolding. It's, it's like, when I'll land on a key phrase and then I'll, that'll just seem correct for a while and then maybe it'll change. Right. Um, but, but to just not try to box it in, you know, yeah. because our soul is so expansive, right. That it wants to achieve so much or wants to experience. I think achieve is a, is an egoic word. It's, it, <laughs> I think our soul just wants to experience so much more mm-hmm. and it doesn't want to be trapped and confined by labels and, um, you know, expectations. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's, that's where I'm finally landing is just like, okay, just, just go with the flow. Don't, don't, don't over, yeah, don't, don't overthink it. Don't, you know, don't bring that ego into it and just, just 
work from being inspired, you know, so if I'm inspired to do, you know, to write a song, cool. If I'm inspired to do some work on, you know, writing content for the website today, cool. If I'm inspired to channel light language, cool. So it's just, yeah, going with the flow is uh, so much better. So, and again, it's just something I continue to practice because I need practice at it. And because sometimes I forget and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're speaking for all of us here. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting is how um, you talked about the flow and about just being in the present and doing what you're inspired to do. And I was also re referencing back to your statement about you know, is my business about SEO or is it about spirit? And I love that conversation actually, because I think it's, it's fun. It's kind of like, um, when I put my book out the second wave, I, I just, I didn't buy any advertising. I never bought any advertising. Mm -hmm. I, I just, every week it was on the charts. And so I would just, I just put this little meme out and I say, Hey, it's still on the charts. Yay. You know, <laughs> kind of celebratory, but yeah. I know that I handed that book off to my higher self. I was like, here, it's your book. So, you know, you do with it what you will. I think it's a good idea if people read it, you know, yeah. and that was it, you know, and, yeah. and because I was just let it go, I just, I surrendered it. Mm -hmm. It's still on the charts. And then I, I published the, the Love is Fierce book and it's like, it's more tender for me. It's mm -hmm. more like, I don't think I ever, I don't think I totally let it go. Cause so it's not really taking off the way the second wave did. And it's like, oh, I think it's cause my, I still clutching it kind of like it's precious to me. And this was my work and it took me a lot of effort to work on it. And so, you know, I haven't really surrendered it up per se the mm -hmm. way I did the first book. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to see the dynamics. Cause I don't think it matters like how much money you spend on advertising. Mm -hmm. Like I actually don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah. I'm of this position and I don't, so I don't spend money on advertising. I see other people doing it. And the few times that I've done it, it have been such paltry results that I'm like, why did I spend that money on advertising when it didn't work anyway? Because mm -hmm. I think I'm in the lesson of spirit. Yeah. You know, like I think I'm beyond this idea of like that you could buy advertising and it would reach the right people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, what, what's your perspective on that? Because I don't know if that's just my crazy idea or some... No, I think that's awesome. And, and I do think it's, well, case in point, I had um, recently, I was, I, I signed up for some, uh, some, some, something anyway, and, and wound up, there was a contest to win free advertising um, on um, Player FM. And I didn't even think anything about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I went about my life. And wouldn't you know it, but like a few weeks ago, they said, oh, you won. And so we're going to advertise, you know, two podcast episodes over two weeks and, you know, for free. And I was like, cool. Yay. And so I got like a ton of downloads and I got new subscribers to the podcast without having to spend a dime because all I did was sign up for a contest. And then I didn't, you know, worry about it. I just kind of let it go and didn't even think about it. And but I've also been, you know, having this intention that I really, that I set an intention that I wanted to exceed, you know, X number of downloads on my podcast this month. And so I did now for the month, for the month of March, because the universe, uh, you know, supplied me a way to do that. And that was really cool. So now I have to set a new, um, a new number for the next time and just say, okay, that'd be nice. I would, I would intend, my intention is to, you know, get this next number and that'd be, and we'll see how that comes around. And I'm not going to hold any attachment to how it comes because um, I want to concentrate instead on just delivering 
good content and just being of service to people. And I think when you come at it from the heart, then that's when you can receive from the heart as well. Yeah. And I, and I like it. Um, what you said is that you set the intention and then you, you took an action, which was to enter the contest. It came to you, you took the action and then yeah. that was it. You let go of the action. It's like it either yeah. works or it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like in, and because it was aligned with universal intent, it happened. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, you can't force these things. And I've also learned like some of its timing, like my book, love is fierce is a big book. It's a very challenging book for a lot of people <laughs> because it's like your mother wound, right? It's like, Oh man, that's like, yeah. what else is there? That's, that's the core, you know, the mm -hmm. separation from the, from spirit and from, you know, our divine mother and our biological mother and all of this mm -hmm. such heavy, big content. Right. Yeah. And so people have to be ready for that. So there's mm -hmm. also this kind of timing, there's this divine timing, and it's sometimes you wonder why, or sometimes I guess I could claim that for myself, but I wonder why, why such the big hurry, like hurry, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done, and then bam, it's done, and I'm just sitting back on my haunches going, and? <laughs> and, when, and so I'm just prepared, right? Like I'm prepared for the moment because it will, it will serve a lot of people. And I'm just sitting back like, okay, well, whenever it's, whenever people are ready to be served by it, I guess they'll find it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, divine timing is so impressive because also I think it, getting my book out this year in particular and how that finally came about, you know, cause it could have been done a couple of years ago, but I love that. I finally decided that, okay, I wanted to get it published in 2021. It was like, I, I can do it. I can get it done by then. And so I was checking with my publisher. Cause I was thinking, well, you know, maybe around Valentine's day, you know, cause it does deal with love. And then it was like, Oh, wait a minute. What about my sister's birthday was February 21st. Uh. And then this is the year 2021 it was like oh could we get it out by then it was like yeah so I was able to do it and it was like yeah see that was perfect 22121 that was like such a perfect date for it to be out in the world because it you know deals with with her uh, as well as myself in the book so oh, what a what a wonderful way to honor your sister by publishing the book on her on the anniversary of her birthday yeah that's yeah. just so beautiful and thoughtful Wow. So I guess that this book is on Amazon. Yes. It is on Amazon. Yes. Uh, and Barnes and Noble as well. So you can either, either place you can find it and, um, uh, Goodreads too. I, although I guess that still goes to Amazon or whatever. So I'm learning all of all these new things. <laughs> You're learning all the things. <laughs> I know me too. So, um, and your podcast. So I know I'm going to be on your podcast uh, yes. very soon. And by the time this is released, it'll already be out. So I'll, I'll put a link to this um, episode, to my episode on your podcast here. So people can check it out if they want to check out our conversation over there. Yeah. And is there any other thing you want to share with people um, about how to get started with you or the kind of the kind of help that you can provide? Because there's a lot of people on on here on my podcast that are also leaders of light and healers and, and people then service to others. And, you know, maybe they might be interested in what you have to offer. Oh, yeah. Um, well, thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to talk with anyone about just about anything, you know, if you need help with your business, you need help with your online presence, um, just dealing with, um, you know, dealing with grief, you know, whether it's losing, um, you know, losing a loved one or, or ending, uh, you know, ending a marriage or something like that. Um, 
I, I do believe that I've lived long enough now and, and with God's help and inspiration that I can provide assistance in a lot of different ways. So um, if you go to my website, GloriaRand.com, um, you'll be able to reach me there. And, um, and actually I have, um, if it's okay, if I can let people know, I've got, if you go to GloriaRand.com forward slash claim hyphen gift, um, I have a guide that will um, uh, show you how uh, it's called Uniquely You, um, Four Simple Ways to Move from Self-Doubt to Self-Love. And you can uh, get that as well. And uh, here's the- So it's GloriaRand.com forward slash- Claim, C-L-A-I-M hyphen gift. I know it's not the, the best you awesome. around the world, but, um, but it's to claim your gift, claim your gift there. <laughs> awesome. I will put that in the show notes and you guys can go claim that gift and check it out and see what Gloria's got to offer. It's been such a pleasure having our conversation today and learning more about you and your book, Love, uh, Live, Love and Engage. And I look forward to, to getting into that book and, and seeing what you have to share from your heart about, about loving is so powerful. You know, it's, it's all there is. Love is all there is. Uh, well, thank you so much. I so enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for having me on the show. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So everybody uh, share this out. If you found some tidbits that are useful to you, like please share it out, please subscribe, like all of that, give us stars and all that stuff on iTunes and YouTube and everywhere you find it. And we're going to give you kisses now. So would you like, I'm going to give kisses. Do you want to help give kisses to everybody? Sure. Okay. Here they come everybody. <laughs> Love you all. And we'll see you next week on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Take a sip from the drip of the nectar From the source of who you are